Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, episode number one, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. Hey everyone, today's episode is going to be on mindset, which is the first of three series that we're doing, the first one being mindset, and so we figured today's episode would be uh, a good time to set the stage for this whole entire series that we're going to be going over, Mm -hmm. Um, setting up your mindset, setting your mindset to be positive or negative or productive is going to always be really important, especially when you're handling a lot of transactions or (laughs) things going on in in a real estate career or investing or wholesaling. You're dealing with a lot of different people's mindsets, which can be negative or positive, you know? Right. So, um, you know, what experiences had you have you had recently regarding that? So, I mean, mindset is everything. It doesn't matter what industry or what what uh, business that you're in. Um, I think for me, you know, I've had a few challenges that have that have come up with a few deals uh, that have been, um, you know, challenging to, to stay quote unquote positive or productive. So, for me, just keeping my eye on the bigger picture has been very helpful. Um, you know, I've had two deals recently that have been just absolute roller coasters, um, you know, literally changing direction of the deal, you know, two to three times in a single day, multiple times. And, you know, you get confirmation, okay, the deal's good, let's go. And then two hours later, you get a phone call saying, uh, you know, the, the seller's backing out, the buyer's backing out, you know, there, there's all kind of uh, things that, that can happen in a deal and in, in, in that in that time frame, you know, it, it, it's challenging to stay, you know, positive. So for me, that's been my most recent experience. Um, and how did you stay positive? What did you do? That sounds terrible. Well, I don't know if I necessarily stayed positive. <laughs> you know, I know, so I know you weren't on one of those. Days yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, I, I think and, and so for me, I've, I identify, I don't necessarily identify my, my the mindsets as positive and negative. I, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it, for me, it's almost impossible to stay quote unquote positive all the time, but I identify as productive or destructive. So, you know, if I'm going through a, a rough, challenging moment, I may not be the most positive person, but as long as I'm staying productive and I'm moving forward and, you know, my actions, um, you know, are in alignment with you know hitting my target, hitting my goals, then then I consider that pretty productive. So for me, that's been my my strategy lately. Is um, you know some challenges that have popped up. What can I do to move the deal a little bit further down the field? You know what action can I take? Who can I call? Um, you know what document do I need to send? What do I need to do uh, for me on my part? Uh, to to coordinate the deal uh, in a productive manner. So I don't know if I don't know if it's possible to stay positive and happy and uplifted all the time. But I think if you can identify it as saying, look, it's not about really being positive, but it's just about being productive. Um, for me, that that's what that's what that's what helped me a lot recently. So you're saying that you just shifted your focus to being present and more productive to try to come up with a solution to make the deal go through or do whatever you could within your power in that time to make the deal go through? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, whenever I'm faced with, you know, a lot of urgent challenges that are pressing against me, 
you got to look at the bigger picture, but at the very same time, you you just have to focus on you know the task task on hand um, because it, it kind of calms you down, it calms your nerves, and you can just say, okay, what can I do right now to move this deal further, or what can I do to solve this problem, or what can I do to to you know help this seller or help the buyer, or whatever I got to do, you know, help the title company. There's all kind of different uh, different parties involved in a deal. You know, so I just look at it as that what in my own power, what can I personally control? What can I do personally to to get this um, get this deal to be able to to move further down the field? And, and that's really all you can do at that point. The moment I lose options, or I or I perceive to lose options, as far as what can I do in my own power, is the moment that I lose hope. Uh, so for me, you know, I just need to know that I can do something. And if I can do something, there's always optim- optimism still there. Uh, and there's still hope that's present. And there's still faith that I can still move this deal for, uh, forward. Yeah. I had a situation come up today, actually, with a client that um, they had a title issue come up that really wasn't in anyone's control. It's just something about the rules, you know, and a waiting period for a particular title company. Uh, waiting on, um, you know, an airship affidavit and and handling all of that so that they can convey a title. And so for me, you know, the seller, you know, she was getting a little bit upset, you know, because she was like, you know, why didn't they know this sooner? Mm-hmm. How come we're waiting until the last minute? I had to jump through all these hoops to get everything to the title company. And then all of a sudden they deny it. And so we had to actually end up switching title companies, you know, but at the same time, you know, I could have easily, you know, fed into the situation and fanned the flame per se, right. you know, but I just stayed really positive and told her, you know, we can find another title company. We can make it happen. Don't worry. I'll, I'll see whatever I can do. And so, of course, I called my favorite title agent and she's already handling it. We're going to close in three days. So it's going to be awesome. Awesome. But at the, in the moment, you know, you kind of have to stay present and you always have to look for a solution and focus on the solution, especially when you're dealing bad information or or a bad message or a negative message to a client that they might not necessarily want to hear, you know? Right. So I feel like, especially in real estate, because it's usually one of the largest purchases or sales that they're ever going to make in their life, you know? And so it's just high stress and, you know, there's a lot going on and they're worried that, you know, things aren't going to go through and, or they might be losing money on their transaction. A lot of times you're dealing with people with high, high emotions because they're in distress situations. Right. Right. You know? And so you've got a lot of, um, I guess, you know, you kind of take on a lot of their negative mindsets, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you you can. You you, you know, you got to block all that stuff. You can't let it get to you. But yeah, I mean, it, someone that's in a a distressed situation. I have a, a current seller that's highly motivated uh, to sell her property that she inherited uh, from her aunt. And the first problem that we were having was. Uh, or not problem, but challenge that we were having was that uh, her aunt had a home equity loan out on the on the property, so there was a lien against the property. Uh, the amount owed, I believe, was you know uh, forty thousand or somewhere around that. So the seller, um, once she 
was told by by the uh, you know the title company that she was going to have to obviously the proceeds from the deal was going to have to pay off a portion of that was going to pay off the home equity loan. Uh, she backed out of the deal, you know, and um, you know I, I I lined up the buyer for the deal um, the night before. I had every all my ducks in a row, and I was I was able to close the deal within a, a three day time frame. Is, and that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to close fast. Anyways, once she found out, she backed out. And then the same day, she came back in. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a roller coaster, you know, roller coaster situation. We actually had to find a new buyer for the deal, um, had to renegotiate the price and, and all that good stuff. But the point is, is, um, yeah, it's taught me a lot just to stay present, look for the solution. Um, yeah, I have another deal right now that, you know, has been a complete roller coaster also. Um, and, um, you know, so there's this, there's just, you know, you gotta, number one, you gotta keep finding new deals, but number two, you just, you have to always look at the solution, um, you know, and, and, and not focus on the challenge cause it's, there really is no problems or just challenges, right? So if you look at it as a challenge, it's a little bit, you'll, you'll be able to find the solution a little bit easier when you see it as a problem. Um, you, you, you kind of just want to shut down and not deal with it, you know? So for me, as long as there's something I can do, then I still feel hope. Um, the moment that you run out of uh, opportunities or solutions is the moment you lose all hope, and that's when, uh, you know, that's when you can kind of dip into that negative mindset or destructive. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, clients will will dip into that destructive mode. Oh yeah. You know, and so how do you how do you keep the deal together? You know what. Do, it's our role basically to make sure that the deal happens. You mm-hmm. know, I know you're not licensed. I am, you know, we have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that our clients' best interests are put first, right? Right. But in investing side and wholesaling, you know, you kind of have, you know, you've put in effort, time, energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe money for right. marketing, trying to get these deals to happen. Right. So, how do you how do you keep that mindset in a powerful state to make things happen even when deals do fall apart i mean you just once again you have to go back to what can i do you know there's always a solution you know and and right now with that particular deal that i was talking about with the home equity loan the seller is uh obviously she's highly motivated but she's a little stressed out too at the same time which is understandable so um in that situation she just wants certainty you know she just wants certainty and she wants to know that um i'm, I'm there you know so it, she calls she has questions she kind of needs to vent to you, maybe. She needs, she needs a vent, right? I mean, you know, these are these are highly emotional transactions at times. There's a lot of uh, emotion. She grew up at the property. That was her aunt's property. Her aunt lived in a house her whole life. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, emotional connection to the house and the property. There's all kind of things going on. Plus, there's a financial need. So, um, when you when you stir the pot and you add all those different elements, you know, the 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 person can uh, and, and understandably so. Um, you know, just lack certainty in the whole process. So then it's my job and my responsibility to uh, do everything I can to give her certainty and to let her know that, hey, this is what the process is and this is why we're doing this. That way she understands, you know, if, if there's a reason, if you can, if I can give a reason of why things are 
the way they are that or why we're doing what we're doing, it kind of makes the person feel a little bit more comfortable and she has more certainty. So, you know, today, for example, she called and she was stressed out about um, a lot of her family belongings that were still in the property uh, that are that are in the house. So for me, you know, the, the, the solution was, hey, let's meet this Saturday and uh, I'm going to help you. We'll bring some workers out there and let's help you get some of this, some of these uh, these items out of the house that way you feel comfortable and uh, you, you still have time to be able to get all your family belongings out. And, and, and that's what she wanted. She just wanted to hear that. And she wanted to hear that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to help her and I'm going to take my time out to, to do everything I can to not only get the deal done, but also to, um, you know, to make sure it goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. So you basically take time to be patient, allowing her time to vent, talk about it. Right. Well, and, and also to always remind myself that, you know, um, wholesaling a, a real estate property is, you know, my job is to is to solve problems, you know. So even though technically my job is to ink a deal and then assign that contract or sell that contract to a cash buyer, that's the definition of wholesaling. Um, there's all kind of different things in the middle of that process that can take place. And, and if I if I if I throw those responsibilities in a trash can, then I may also throw away deals. You know, so if I have to go out and help the seller move some stuff, then then that's what you got to do. Um, you know, you got to remember a time where I had a, a client that was selling his house in a not so great area of Houston, mm-hmm. and but his home was the largest home, and it was the most updated home, and it had the a gorgeous pool and this amazing little paradise back in the backyard and it was on a golf course that was older and he really felt that his castle was was worth a lot of money you know and so he wanted me to list his property for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars the highest comp in the neighborhood was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so i'm thinking okay you know you do have these extra features you have this larger home I could probably stretch it to 333. So we agreed to market his property at 333. And then um, him and his wife were unfortunately getting a divorce. And so it was just a really kind of stressful situation, I think. And so we ended up selling it, unbelievably, for 333, full price, Uh, you know, which was a surprise to us, you know, but he, he ended up. You know, selling it for three thirty three, and then the appraisal came back at two seventy five. Oh wow! So then we had to overcome the feat of getting the buyer to bring the cash to closing because the seller wasn't going to budge. He's like, "No, you know, I'm not going to lower my price." The they did the inspections. The buyer did not ask for any inspections, so that was another miracle. Or repairs, you know, so that was another miracle, and so. I remember one day I was sitting, uh, he called me and he was basically yelling at me (laughs) and he's telling me, I cannot believe that they did inspections and they didn't ask for one single repair. And I cannot believe that they're still going to buy it after it didn't appraise. And I'm like thinking, we just performed miracles for you. Why aren't you happy? Right, right. (laughs) I know. And, you know, come 
you know, once we finalized everything and sold it, come to find out he was, he was very unhappy that his, his wife and him were splitting up. Mm. And so we didn't do anything wrong. We did everything he asked us to do, you know, but I was sitting there taking the hits of his stress, his emotions, you know, letting, I just remember sitting on the bottom of my stairs, letting him vent and basically dump everything on me. And, um, I just let it roll down my back, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's kind of what I always tell my team is you got to let all these situations roll down your back because it's, it wasn't about me. Right. I didn't do anything wrong. It was about the situation and he was unhappy with the fact that they were splitting up, you know? And so then what happened was sometimes people just need to point fingers at whatever they can. So even though we did everything he wanted us to do, he was pointing the finger at us. Because it was the only thing left to do, I guess. I'm right. not sure. <laughs> right. Well, you're an but. easy, easy, you know, e- not a target, but an easy person to do that too. And and um, you know, with a lot of these transactions, there's, you know, there's this, especially if it's a stressful situation, there's a lot of emotion involved, and and and, and a lot of it could be obviously in my situation, dealing with a distressed seller. Um, you can probably quote it as negative, uh, you know, negative energy or negative emotion. But that's why it's my job to to do the best that I've, I can to be positive and and not necessarily positive as far as you know always cheery and, and laughing and giggling, but being productive. So if the seller, um, you know, is looking for a solution, which they always are, then my job is to to do everything I can to be productive and, and provide a uh, an action that will solve that problem and to. Get the deal done. Because at the end of the day, it's all about getting the deal done. Whatever I got to do to get the deal done, I will do it. Um, doesn't matter what it takes. Uh, you know, within within ethical reason, I will do whatever I can. So, I think for me, just being productive and, and always staying in a productive mindset and and not dipping into a, a destructive mindset is 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 what's 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 highly important and highly valuable. And um, so, do you? Okay, so let's switch back to, you know your own mindset. Let's not talk about like clients or how they affect us or how we might affect them, but how do you keep yourself in a productive mindset? Well, I mean, I think always keeping your, your goals. I mean, for me, I I just keep my goals and my targets in sight. So, um, you know, every morning I'll write down my, my goals every night. I write down my goals. I review them. Um, you know, always have, you know, always kind of use a filter, for everything, you know, is this bringing me closer to my my ultimate goal, or is this taking it further away from me? And and if it's t- getting me closer, then I consider that productive. And if it's taking me away, then I consider that destructive. So it, it's just having perspective on um, on what what you want to achieve. And for me, you know, I have a, a target for this year, and and so just keeping that in my in my vision in my sight and then and then doing the the actions that are going to help me get there I consider that productive like I said some days are easier than others um, but for me just waking up in the morning write down your goal write down my goals um, I review them uh, you know obviously you know personal development you know I, I read on a daily basis I make sure that the the stuff that goes into my mind is um, it, it, it aligns with my goals, so that way I'm putting in the right material and the right content. Um, that that helps me. And like I said, there's going to be some days you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but but if you, but for me, if I can just continue to 
um, always remind myself of what my ultimate goal is for this year and, and, and stay focused on that and keep my eye on the prize, then um, then I, I believe it's all going to work out and and uh, and just you know do my best, doing the best that I can to remain faithful in the process and uh, just sticking it out. Yeah, and for me, staying productive, I think is just a natural um, tendency for me because I started my career selling new construction, and so I had to work in a beautiful model home in the office, you know, and so I was sitting in this beautiful, gorgeous home, uh, always in the office working. So now that I uh, went into um, retail and got my residential real estate license, and broker license, I work from home, you know, and a lot of times people get really distracted and they can't keep their focus while they're working at home. But for me, it's kind of like ingrained. It's a habit. You know, I did it for 10 years. So I will literally go in my office and work all day long and make sure I get things done. But I think it's more about keeping your your mind focused on tasks that you want to complete for the day. Mm -hmm. So I actually got this amazing planner that lets you break down the most important tool. I have it right here. It's just, it's really cool. And I actually ended up getting one for my whole entire team, but it, it lets you break down everything that you need to do for the, the week, the goal of the week. It has, um, your top priority priority, and then Aaron's and tasks that you can have listed. So, and then you can write down all of your tasks for the whole week that you want to get done and then transfer them to the day. So I think for me, that has been really amazing to basically have some sort of planner set up that will help organize your schedule. Um, the one thing that I talk to my team about a lot is time blocking. And if you don't time block it, or if it doesn't hit my calendar, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, at some point in your career, you get so busy that things start slipping through the cracks. And if you don't write it down, if you don't have it on a calendar, if you don't have it in a place that you review multiple times a day, not once a week or once a month, but multiple times a day, you know, then things could, appointments could slip through the cracks, you know? And so, um, for me staying productive, I, I actually have a a very good planner. And then I also use my calendar that syncs with my phone so that anytime I have legitimate appointments, you know, I know that I'm not going to miss them, you know? And then I've even gotten into the habit of setting myself alerts to remind me to check in the day before, 24 hours before the flight leaves so that you don't get stuck in Group C Mm -hmm. like we did the other day. Exactly. (laughs) It's the little things, yep. (laughs) But, you know, um, I, I really feel like staying productive is more of, getting yourself into habits mm-hmm. you yeah know, no I, you I yeah I agree I think habits and rituals are are very important you know there's that saying you're not um, you know you you are your habits in a sense so what you do on a daily basis uh, for me what I've realized is what I do on a daily basis is is what is going to yield the results um, in my life so yeah, I mean, just waking up, you know, having good habits, you know, exercise, you know, sleeping good, you know, doing the best you can as far as your nutrition. And I'm just a firm believer, you know, for me personally, um, the the content that goes into my brain just has to align 
majority of the time, it, you know, obviously you're going to have times when you're watching a movie or watching Netflix and there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, 90 percent of the time, the, the content that goes into my, my head needs to be um, aligned with my goals and, and my values. And I'm if I'm talking do, about mm-hmm. Netflix and movies, <laughs> um, I sometimes use that to snap myself out of a negative mindset, you know, Okay. Um, because I'm not normally a watcher of a whole bunch of movies. But I will literally, like, if I'm sitting there and I'm finding myself in a negative space, I'll either force myself to read a very positive or motivational book or some sort of biography story about somebody that, you know, is inspiring. TED Talks are amazing, too. Um, but sometimes, it, you know, you just get into a space where you you need, you don't want to think, you know? Right, absolutely. And so you can throw on a movie, get into the movie... Yeah, it's good. It's good to unplug, you know. So I mean, and I agree with you. I think for me, I do that also. Um, it's it, sometimes you just need a few hours, you know, just to just to unplug and not have to try to think about anything. And then what's crazy for me is when I do that, um, usually I'll I'll get the insight on a, a on a challenge that I, I was seeking um, aggressively and I couldn't ever find. So. I think that's a good thing to do. Just kind of unplug, let go, clear your mind, clear your mind. You know, for me, uh, working out is 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 really um, probably the best thing in in my life that helps me clear my mind. It just allows me to um, just to you know get clarity, and and then it's like a form of meditation for me. So when I work out, you know, if I could be listening to an audio book, or even if I'm listening to music, um, you know, I'll just get clarity and get and have clear thoughts throughout my workout. So for me, that's that's time that I utilize. Um, you know, to kind of unplug and, and, uh, and, you know, just to, to reset the, you know, reset the, the mindset. Well, what about how we went to the beach today? <laughs> that was a good mind clearing time too. Yeah, it was. And I was, I was not wanting to go at first because. <laughs> Who would not want to go to the beach? Right. Well, and, and the reason why is because I think sometimes, you know, for me, I was like, oh man, you know, I got all this stuff I got to do. Um, you know, I'm working on this, this ebook, there's all kind of things, you know, and then it's like, why would I go to the beach? That's, so it goes back to that productive and destructive, like, you know, that that's not productive. Right. Um, but it actually ended up being productive. So, and the reason why I was productive is, is I went and it got me in a better state of mind, helped me relax, um, got me a little bit more clarity, you know, more creativity. So there's all kind of good stuff that came from it. So yeah, going to the beach was, um, was a great way to unplug and, and kind of reset the, you know, reset the button too. Yeah. And talking about this week, we actually just finished the GrowthCon 10X conference with Grant Cardone. And so it's like our minds were exploding with so many plans, so many ideas, so many great things. They, were, they had a lot of really great, very powerful, very successful entrepreneurs that were speaking at this event. And we both were very excited to go to it. And it, it definitely, um, it, it was amazing. It, it impressed me um, to see all of these people working so smart, you know. Right. And I think that was my biggest aha from that event was these people are taking things that we all can do, but they're actually going out and doing it and they're working smarter. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, why don't you share 
what you're going to be launching next week. Yeah. So for me, um, this yeah, the growth con was awesome. It was life changing, just as the last year's growth con was was life changing. Um, yeah, for me, this was huge. You know, it, it sparked. Uh, you know, a, a renewed interest in in um, the health and fitness field. So that was actually something that I've that I've that I was a part of for for about ten years uh, as a personal trainer, a fitness manager, the whole nine yards. I, you know, I've trained you know thousands and thousands and thousands of sessions and hundreds of clients. And and so for me, you know, I was like, you know, I really want to. Um, obviously, I just you know that's not my focus um, nowadays. You know, now that I'm doing the real estate, but. But I still want to be able to give value in that area of my life. And what's the best way to do it? Hey, let's write an ebook, you know, and let's help some people with with um, you know a sixty day, fifty seven day you know workout challenge and, and the whole nine yards. So I'm writing the ebook. It's gonna be it's gonna be done, and it will be launched uh, next week. It's gonna be a complete uh, in depth um, you know fifty seven day uh, fitness mission. Um, it's going to be broken down in a very organized manner to where every day you, you turn the page and it's going to have your the workout of the day is going to be broken down specifically on what you should do and how you should do it. And um, and, and it's going to be awesome, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that. You even have a little mindset prep in there with qu- uh, quotes. Yeah, there's going to be quotes, um, some great quotes in there, and um, it's just going to be really, really good. So the the first day of the of the fitness mission is going to be all about mapping out um, your plans, the battle plan. You're going to be going over what your targets are, what your goals are, what do you want to achieve, the things that you need to let go of as far as your nutrition and your fitness. And uh, it's just going to be very simple, so everybody can do it. it. You know, a lot of times with health and fitness, and with all things in business, uh, we tend to overcomplicate things. So with this 57 day mission. Uh, fitness mission. I've I've simplified it and made it very simple for everyone that, that they can do, um, and you're going to be able to guaranteed increase your energy, you know, increase your strength. Um, you know, you're you're gonna if you if you if you really put in the effort, you can easily lose 17 to 21 pounds in, in this in this 57 day uh, time frame, um, and uh, and really change your whole body composition. So I'm very excited to to get that out to everybody, and uh, it's it's something I feel confident about. Well, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. Do you think I should take the challenge? <laughs> you need you need to be the first person to do it. Okay. 57 days. Let's go. <laughs> it's a mission. I'm scared. A fitness mission. Now I can do it. <laughs> I'm going to get all my friends to do it. All yeah. of my friends, you hear me right now? We're going to do it together. Hey, and it's just in time for summer, too. Perfect timing. Yes. Perfect timing. So okay. it's 57 days. You'll have the body. Spend a little that time. That you deserve. Spend a little time and get the body you deserve, right? <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited. So circling back over to mindsets, um, what ways do you develop your your mindset to be more positive or productive? Well, there's a, f- a few different things. Um, you know, so in the book Think and Grow Rich, one of one of Napoleon Hill's biggest things was a a, a thing called auto suggestion. I think nowadays we we call it affirmations, but it's the same thing. So you just want to affirm yourself um, on a daily basis of what you want and 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 who you you who you're going to be or who you desire to be or whatnot. So auto suggestion affirmations on a daily basis. You want to have you want to. For me, I, I have my values and my principles clearly written out, so I know where I stand on all situations. I know um, kind of you know what kind of character I want to demonstrate on a daily basis. Um, I like to read at least thirty minutes a day. Uh, audiobooks.com is a is a great application you can use. You can you know do all your audiobooks on there, 
and also you know your you know your spiritual health. You want to you know if you're a religious person or a spiritual person, you want to make sure you honor that, take care of that on a daily basis. To me, that's the core. That's that's uh, that's the foundation. Everything starts there, and uh, just. You know, putting yourself in a in a in a positive, healthy environment that allows you to grow and allows you to be around uh, surrounded by like minded people that that think like you and and uh, maybe not think exactly like you, but they have the same or, or similar values and character and uh, people that that push each other and help each other grow. So I think this, those 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 things will uh, will help you develop a productive mindset that that's consistent. So you do these things on a daily basis. Daily basis. Okay. So for me, um, developing my mindset to be more positive or productive, I, I also do a lot of reading. I've always loved reading. I love learning. I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. So um, I will search out for things that are inspiring me during that time. So for me as a, a team leader, you know, a lot of times I'm searching for things to inspire my team and to motivate them. So I'm always reading a lot of leadership type books, right? Um, you know, circling your team together, um, staying positive. And then I do listen to a lot of great podcasts out there um, because, you know, they're real they're authentic. There are people sharing their stories and their experiences. And it's almost like sometimes I feel like some of the podcasts out there are like a book on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> because you can literally get all yeah. the best information. If a it's lot a of good nuggets. Po- a lot of golden a, nuggets. If yeah. it's a good podcast, yeah, you can you can get a lot of really great information in a very short amount of time and 15-minute ep- right. episode, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I also... Um, look to Pinterest a lot of times, you know, they have some really great quotes in there. And so, you know, sometimes I, I, it's kind of like affirmations for me, you know, so it's just an easy way for me to quickly, you know, get that direction for the day, you know, like you say, and then of course, having your spiritual foundation to carry you throughout the day, the week, the month, and the year. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's always a work in progress, and I don't think anyone has completely figured it out, and I think that's the beauty of it. So just staying consistent and, and just doing the best you can and, and uh, putting yourself in – I think putting yourself in the position to be successful is – is uh is very very important and you do that a lot by a lot of just simple preparation and then and then the rest will kind of take care of itself but um but yeah so staying productive is key i think that's the baseline and and that's what uh, allows uh you know everyone to be successful so are there any tools or tech that you use to help you develop or keep your mindset in a positive or productive state uh, tools. I mean, uh, Cardone University is, is a good tool to use. Um, you know, obviously it's it's geared towards sales and marketing and, and business, but um, it's an awesome platform. So I use that. And, and then I go back to audiobooks.com. It's a great app, you know, you can use for your audiobooks and just keeping it simple, man. Just read books, you know, write down your goals, look at your goals. Um, you know, there's uh, there's all kind of cool stuff you can do, man. Just have your values and your principles clearly written out. Know what your mission is in life for the year. Um, you know, know what your focus is, and um, and then you really—it's hard to go wrong if you do that. So th- that's pretty much all the tools and and uh, the things that I do to to stay productive. Okay. 
Well, some of the tools that I use or apps that I use are um, really great because you can take them with you everywhere, even when you're traveling. So even I use this app today is the Daily Yoga app, which I love. I love doing yoga. It does clear my mind like you go work out. I love to do yoga. It's definitely clears my mind, helps me to, you know, and anytime I have something going on where I just can't figure out the answer, usually when I hit the mat, the answer comes shortly after that. Awesome. Um, and then I also use Evernote a lot because Evernote is basically like a notebook that's digital and it's in your phone and on your computer at all the times. And what's really cool about it is you can create all different kinds of notebooks for different types of things. So I have all my goals written down in there so I can review them anywhere I am, you know, and I think the key to achieving your goals is to review them on a daily basis, you know, and a weekly and a monthly basis minimum, you know, because if you don't, if you set your New Year's resolution, for example, in January, like a lot of people do, you never look at that until December. And you're like, right. oh, shoot, I didn't do anything. But if you have it on your calendar in a space where you can review it on a daily basis, um, it does help you to kind of stay on track with your intentions for the year, you know? And so I usually kind of review my goals on the first of every month. I kind of made it a habit to check out my goals on the first of every month, my big picture goals, even Mm -hmm. my one year, three year, five year, 10 year, just to see where I'm at, see if I want to change anything too, you know? And so I think a lot of times when you're setting up your mindset for success, you also need to be intentional about, where you want to go, right. you know, and what do you want to do this year, you right. know? Absolutely. So um, I, I like that app a lot because it just helps me stay on track with that. And then I use Pinterest too um, for kind of like a vision board type thing. You can post a lot of the things, your big whys, things that you want to get. Why do you want to do what you do? You know, you can actually kind of save everything on there. So those are some of the tools and tech that I use um, to keep a positive mindset, keep me on track, keep me where I want to go, you know. Okay. So awesome. (laughs) So anyhow, um, we're going to wrap it up, but the next episode that we're going to be chatting about is going to be on actual personal development. So we look forward to reaching out chatting with you guys we're probably going to put out a poll to see what other topics you guys might want to talk about and of course if you have any questions feel free to reach out at real estate power talk on facebook and we will be sure to answer them in the next episode awesome take care